Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. On Rutherford Issues today, we are talking about issues facing North Rutherford County, but I'm sure some of these issues that we get into with State Representative Mike Sparks would be things uh, dealing with us all here. Mike, what's on yeah. your mind? Well, um, uh, glad to be here and appreciate Dr. Krause having me on his show. And if folks don't know Dr. Dr. Krause, just an awesome guy. His, they may be familiar with his daughter, uh, who's Jennifer Krause, Channel 5 investigative reporter. Um, but just a, just a saint of a fella. He's got an interesting background, so I applaud um, you, Brian, or Scott, or whoever had the idea to get him to come up here and do the roundtable. I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, he was um, doing a show once a month here on Rutherford Issues, and I was talking with him, and then when his position changed, uh, you know, he's got a radio background, too. Well, see, I didn't know that. Yeah. You yeah. know, I just interviewed him just now um, out, outside in the foyer, and uh, – just an interesting guy. You know, he used to be the town manager of Oak Hill. And if folks don't know where Oak Hill is, that's where the governor's residence is. And I was I was talking to him before we got started earlier. I said, um, you know, a lot of people don't know where Oak Hill is. And he says, well, a lot of people that live in Oak Hill probably don't know, don't really know where they're at, you know. <laughs> and uh, he is he is such a he's such an awesome guy. I took his political science class a few years back. And, um, you know, I took on the issue of low pay of adjunct professors. My TV new, news professor, Dan Eschenfelder, kept telling me about, low pay of adjunct professors and to be honest with you i didn't really care about it because i thought they were making pretty good money he said what do you think i make and i was like oh about fifty sixty thousand dollars he said i'm gonna make eighteen thousand dollars this year i was like really well he's seen what the media was doing to me uh in an election four years ago three and a half years ago and he told me he says man what the media is doing to you is highly unethical i said now you know why i'm learning journalism so I had to take off from his class uh, uh several days and i said look i'm gonna take on the issue of low pay of adjuncts and um, which he was all for it. And remember, I had the camera from MTSU. Marvin came with me. Marvin, I'm not great with the camera. Marvin knows how to work it. And um, I was reached out to a, a professor I had at Montlow, um, Keith Claxton, great guy. And um, I said, hey, would you do an interview? He said, you need to get Dr. Bill Krause to do the interview. And I got Elizabeth Fitch at Montlow, the former dean. And we shot the video. It's on YouTube. Uh, and I run a bill. Uh, and I didn't like what a university president's pay raise was, which was 56000 So I was able to call it out on the House floor, which got a lot of, a lot of folks' attention. I said, that's three adjuncts. The adjuncts are the ones closest to the students, you know. I mean, he even takes his students to, to dinner, I mean, which is great to, in their interaction, so they get to know each other a little bit. And um, they got a pay raise. You know, a lot of them said, hey, we thank your actions. Got him pay raise, but say if I'd have run a conventional bill, they would have killed my bill. The general assembly would have killed it. But doing it with the other, going at it from a different perspective, we was able to get it to get it um, passed. But I had Democrats and Republicans come stand with me in the well, yeah. who are also former adjuncts. So hats off to WGNS and you, Brian, for for having um, Dr. Krause up. So when when you say approaching it in a different way, what, yeah. was it? What, what do you think well, led what, to that? What um. You know, what I did, I asked, I, I just asked for a simple resolution, um, kind of like I did on music therapy. You know, we had a, uh, a bill about music therapy. Well, most people are going to discount. What's music therapy? What does that matter? Well, we got a massive drug problem. We got a massive incarceration problem. We got a massive mental health crisis going on. We're seeing it play out uh, just the other day with the, with the school shootings. And so by running a resolution, a lot of folks aren't going to think to kill it. Because, see, 
believe it or not, in government, people, there's certain elements that don't want discussion. They don't want transparency. You would think government, everything's transparent. Every bill you're voting on, every budget amendment has transparency. No, there's a few elements out there that don't want transparency. And um, so the good thing about a resolution, no one really thought to try to kill it. No lobbyist thought to try to kill it. So um, we're able to get it out of education committee, get it to the House floor, and um, uh, and have the discussion on the House floor from Memphis to Mountain City of what we've got with education. And, you know, we have a massive uh, tuition debt, but look at the, the the small amount that we pay adjuncts. And see, that adjunct, Dr. Dr. Krause, is not only just a professor, he's also a mentor. You know, I mean, just interviewed him outside. He's going to Shovel right now to meet with some students. Hmm. Just former students, just talk about them. They wanted to, you know, meet with them, and, and I'm sure he'll give them advice on on their career path. And um, I thought that was pretty cool. So the resolution got the conversation started, and then there was an ev- eventually a bill to increase. No, or? just a resolution. But here's what's here's what's so how did they get the pay increase? Well, that's that's another person you need to talk to about that, not me. Hmm. They so put it in the budget. Did, Oh, it it was in the budget, so the well, com- it came from somewhere else. Um, but uh, in fact, if any reporters want to do a story on it, you're welcome to go do an investigative, some ju- investigative journal journalism to look at this, um, because uh, you know it's hard it's hard to attract um, adjuncts, especially in certain fields, and whether it's you know biology or something complex, um, mm-hmm. mathematics. Uh, Keith Claxton was a great guy, and when I took his class, I think I've shared this with you first day of class he was putting down the legislature i mean he was dogging us out i'm in the back of the class and um he looks back at me he's talking about what these legislators da, 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 and, and he looks back at me and he says man don't i know you back here this has been about seven years ago i said yeah i'm one of them legislators you're talking about and he he said let me get my foot out of my mouth but we we hit it off we got along great and uh you know it's a stats class and i didn't want to take stats probability and statistics because I say there was a, it was a high probability I was going to fail that class. Because huh. anybody's had stats, no, it's it's that's difficult. It's challenging uh, for me. But um, but no, they. I think a lot. That's where the media is so important to bring awareness on issues. Um, I don't think we need more legislation to solve the country's problems. So you, I, I continuing to go back to this, so I, I can understand and and the listeners can understand. It was the resolution that brought up to the legislature, to those who were there, to the powers that be, I guess, that um, that pay for adjunct professors is low. And then super low. That's what led to well, a lot an of increase it, a, in the budget. It's awareness. Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's awareness. I mean, you know, you take Scott, Scott Walker, for example, bringing up the issue of childhood trauma, childhood sexual trauma. And if you go back and study that issue, there's a strong correlation. You can't deny it. The evidence is there. The data supports it. That folks that are abused as a child are going to this. They're going to manifest itself with addiction. They're going to cope with that with alcoholism uh, and other uh, poor choices. So if you can ever try to address it, whether it's counseling therapy, uh, it can help. And so that's that's what our efforts done when it came to um, childhood trauma, uh, sexual trauma. You know, we had the Tasser study, but really. That whole piece of legislation started right here at WGNS. Hmm. Now, no one's going to go tell that story. No one's going to take the time to go investigate and write. Um, now, I think that there was, I think some media sources did 
I think interview Scott and all. But uh, but you know that's one thing about WGNS, you know that that you're planting the seed to get people to think about an issue and why we should care about this issue. Uh, the 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 common man doesn't have a lobbyist in Nashville. They don't. And I say, tell me who it is. Well, that's where your representative comes in uh, to try to be a voice for for those that maybe don't have a voice. State Representative Mike Sparks is uh, here with us, just kind of uh, chatting over several things. What else on your mind here? Well, you know, the, we uh, I was on with Scott last last Friday, um, uh, and and Scott brought up the the gun issue, the, the 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 tragedy that we saw unfold down in Texas, and I think there was another shooting was it yesterday. Yeah, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. You know, so it's it's tragic where our culture is today, um, and. Uh, uh, you know, I don't think you can combat these problems with inventing more laws. I think we've got to get back to some, what I call some biblical basics. And um, and I know some people don't get that; they may not like it. But what Jesus talked about, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, but it just seems to me that we're seeing a little bit of a moral breakdown in our in our culture. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always had guns. We're going to continue to have guns. Uh, but you know, I had the bill that that cut tax off guns on gun safes and gun safety devices, which is a carrot on the stick approach to encourage people to lock up their firearms. I mean, a lot of these shootings in downtown Nashville, and we've seen one in Antioch, just north of Laverne, uh, a homeowner got shot. He, he caught some people breaking his car. Uh, I don't know if he's a gang banger or what, but just took the pistol, bam, 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 and he got shot. I think in the arm. I don't know how the guy's doing, but I, I promise you he was shot with a stolen gun. Um, mm. The uh, Well, we had a, a shooting at the Riverdale graduation. Yes. On I mean, the MTSU campus. So w- what is the answer there, do you think? You know, I, I don't think no one has the answer. I mean, obviously our president, he doesn't have the answer. Uh, I Why just do think, you say that? I, I don't think he's got an answer for anything. Mm. I mean, I'm not being, you know, mean i pray for the president i I encourage people to pray i pray for him this morning um we need to pray for him pray for that he has wisdom pray that he has discernment because people out there are hurting man look at the cost of fuel inflation and right where's it going to be in 90 days six months a year exactly with with his economic policy it's he don't even have a policy you know so this is where we're faced as a nation how do you explain what's going on i mean our forefathers would be highly upset and that's not being a political to say that the president's – I think the guy's clueless. I think the, most people out there would agree with me. I, I've never paid that kind of money for for fuel. Well, after after the shooting, there, I, I don't know if this is his policy or whatnot, but he, he did mention that there needs to be some kind of control on AR-15s and things of that nature. So I, that seems like – that's something that keeps coming out each time we have one of these tragedies but well that's the talking points that they're given and that's you know they're all they all if you watch watch the media they'll and then watch other elected they they get a they get bullet points that they're given by their press secretary and they're reading off the bullet points that's why they all sound the same watch the narrative they're all be singing off the same sheet of music Mm -hmm. you know but if you notice i mean but we still haven't found any answer to that i mean one week later, less than a week later, there was another mass shooting. So, yes. I mean. Well, I went to um, I went to Kyle Yorlitt's funeral. You know, Kyle Yorlitt, I think I've shared that with you. The young musician that was killed. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I went to his funeral. I felt I felt called to go to his funeral. I didn't know Kyle. Young, I think 23, 24-year-old musician. I sat at the back of the funeral. Didn't know him. I just felt there was a reason I was there. And then I was asked to run the legislation on uh, cutting sales tax off gun safety devices and gun safes. Um, the bill had never passed. They'd been running it for four or five years. I called John Harris, Tennessee Firearms Association, and um, I had the guy come up and testify, uh, Mark Brassfield. You've heard his commercials, and uh, he didn't really want to come up because he said, look, self-serving for me. I said, well, most people at the Capitol are pretty self-serving. Let's just face it. There's lobbyists up there working. They're self-serving. They're hired to, to work these bills, work legislation. And um, I brought up Kyle's funeral. I brought up going to his funeral. But there was, there was those three kids they broke into a guy's truck, stole his gun. He was killed with a stolen gun. Now, I got to be careful saying if the gun was locked up, would Kyle be alive today? I would say he would be. But look, at here's what people don't understand. The, the implications of that shooting, those three juveniles, that mother, for one, reached out for help. If you go back and study it, the, the, the mother of the shooter, her kid was out of control. She reached out for help. And... um the fiscal cost of the taxpayers are easy half half million dollars to incarcerate those young people, not to mention the the social emotional cost to uh the victim's family and and the parents of those children. Now what the answer is, I don't know, but I think in that situation he was killed with a stolen gun. And I think that legislation, which we passed again, it's a half million dollar tax cut, is an incentive and uh Mark testified his sales were up 33%. So the legislation's working. Mm. Saw a, a text that, uh, and, and I'll just ask what it says here. Does anyone really need an AR-15? That sounds like some of those talking points that yeah. <laughs> that, that we've heard. But that, what, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think it goes back to Second Amendment, if that's your choice, you know. But here's a, a – I don't own an AR-15, but if, if I want to buy one, I think I ought to have the right to to, to, to make that purchase. Um, but here's something that needs to be a headline. 51 people were shot over Memorial Day weekend in Chicago, the most violent in five years. Let me repeat that. 51 people were shot over Memorial Day weekend in Chicago, the most violent in five years years how come that's on cnn right now 51 people those were people that had kids they were someone's son someone's daughter uh who were those people is anybody i mean obviously here's a reporter that's telling it uh the sun times if you want to pull it up but 51 people were shot on Memorial day weekend in chicago the most violent in five years and they have some of the toughest gun laws in the nation so apparently it worked for chicago and when you say toughest gun laws you're, you're meaning like to purchase a gun or yeah, whatnot. In Chicago. Yeah. So where yes. do those guns come from that cause well, I'd the say shootings? they're stolen guns. I mean, and that's why it's important. Um, well, Mark Brassfield, when he testified before a committee, and this is a bipartisan, bipartisan issue, obviously. Um, in fact, Bob Freeman uh, out of Nashville spoke up on the bill. He said, he, he said, I bought a gun safe from your at your store, the safe house over on 4th Avenue. He said, I bought a gun safe from you. First, I thought Bob may give him a little grief because his commercials are <clears throat> they're pretty they're pretty they're pretty fiery you know commercials and uh, some people may not like them 
he says he gets calls. People complain about his commercials, but their odds are they're not buying a gun safe from him. You know what I mean? So it's not his target market, you know. Um, but Mark, it, uh, uh, obviously, one, it's, it's working, but Mark brought up a good point. He says, how many people are, are killed by, and, and commit suicide with a firearm? So if you're a homeowner who has firearms, or just, you don't have to be a homeowner, you can be a renter, but lock up, lock up your firearms because you may have a child that's going through depression. You may have a, a, a wife or someone over this dealing with that. Mark brought that point up, and I never thought about um, the suicide with someone gets a hold of a, of a firearm that's under a pillow or something, or a child that does that. We had a suicide, oh, I've seen the other day, um, young man, I forgot what county it was in, uh, I think he was 16-year-old. Was Waverly? I think it was Waverly. A young man had committed suicide. Mm. You know, So health you know, goes back to the mental health issue, uh, which seems to be on the rise. Is I, I, When we look at the um, mass shooters, there's often some type of mental issue or something. going on. Yeah. Uh, many times, I, I, and I, I'm not speaking for every instance, but when you look at the background, there, there seems to be something going on. And I think then Texas, the, the shooter had some really weird things on social media that was out there. And, um, well, that goes back. You, you mentioned solutions. What are solutions? You know, if, if Facebook can censor, if if they've censored my content, if Facebook can take people that's in my Sunday school class that are 70-year-old ladies, okay, Linda Lucerini, if she's listening, uh, she's been kicked off Facebook a few times. And she's got a cooking show. I mean, you, you wouldn't believe this happens. But if, if those algorithms can find her content and disable her, boom, shut her down, censor her, how come they couldn't flag his content and that translates over to police to say, hey, you need to look at this. This guy's just made a threat. That ought to be real-time data. And there's folks that can do that. Like I say, if they can shut me down, they can shut Linda down, they can shut other folks down on, online, mm-hmm. then they ought to be able to un- understand this this content that this young man is putting on Facebook and a threat. Um, so that's a potential solution. I mean, I think you've got to have a myriad of approaches to uh to help solve uh this this problem that sadly look at chicago look it's the worst since five years or saying according to chicago police the worst uh, memorial day weekend but i mean yeah uh, 51 51 people uh there are dozens every week in chicago from what i understand yeah yeah you know sadly it just seems like they don't tend to pay attention to chicago mike i've got one minute left. I know you, you've got a hiring event you want to. Yeah, we've got a jobs in. event that we're putting together. <clears throat> Partner with Alpha Phi Alpha, a fraternity at MTSU. It's going to be at Parkway Baptist Church. We've we've done a, a jobs fair at Parkway Baptist a few years ago. Um, it's also an expungement clinic. If someone was in trouble 20 years ago with the misdemeanor, even a felony, this can help. And this is a workforce development issue. It's a freedom issue, too. Because I had a young man that, that got in trouble for hunting years ago and had a misdemeanor. Thank God for it. We was able to get his record help cleaned up. But a lot of these people don't know the resources. If you want more information, call my office, Mike Sparks, 741-6829. And that event is June 29th, 
10 to 2, Parkway Baptist Church. That's that's a Wednesday. Yes, sir, Wednesday. Yeah, mm-hmm. Wednesday the 29th. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate Thank it. You, Brian. And uh, if you missed any part of our program, do be sure to check the podcast section at WGNSRadio.com. And under podcasts, look for Rutherford Issues or wherever you listen to audio, whether it's Apple or Google Podcast, Facebook, iHeart. We're in all those places. Just search for WGNS. WGNS.